This episode of 321 Lay On Podcast is brought to you by LARPBox, a monthly subscription box for LARPers by LARPers. Go to LARPBox.com and use the promo code 321PODCAST to receive 10% off your next purchase. We start recording at some point, and then... <laughs> it's already recording. Yeah, it's yeah. been recording. <laughs> we got yeah, all we... this. I think, like, legally, like... you have to tell me. I don't know. <laughs> Welcome to 321 Lay On Podcast, Next Level Nerds podcast about live action roleplay. On this show, we are all trying to learn as much about LARP and just enjoy the hobby a little bit more. And so we're going to talk to LARPers, to artists, to people interested, people just trying it out, and everyone, if there's anyone else left in between. (laughs) If you enjoy our show, hit the subscribe button, uh, like our Facebook page, and then you'll know anytime we have a new show coming out. And if you really like us, you can support us a few ways. You can go to iTunes, leave a review. That's really cool. Uh, Just tell someone that you know that might like it, that listens to the podcast, that helps us a ton. And also check out our Patreon page where you could send us some money to support us that way. That helps with the uh, upkeep and help us go toward creating new shows. It's patreon.com slash nextlevelnerd. And check out our website, nextlevelnerd.com, for all the different shows that we have on nerdy topics and our social media profiles. Joining me today are regulars, myself, Ashton Ruby, my brother, Evan Ruby, and my Hello. brother from another mother, Joe Gaffney. <laughs> We're just regulars now. No longer special. <laughs> wow. Special regulars. Special regulars. Special in different ways. Yes. <laughs> and our guest this evening is Jake Levine. How you doing today, Jake? Hey, how's it going, guys? Thanks for having me on the show. Oh, thanks for coming. Jake I is... Didn't have to go far. Yeah. <laughs> Downstairs is the computer. Jake is a friend of some friends and has met Joe in the past, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. What circles did you guys run in together? Um, it was with Frontier Dawn. It's yeah. Oh, okay. Through Josh Yoder. Through Josh, the the person who knows everyone. Yeah. yeah it's actually, everyone <laughs> like Kevin Bacon. It's just the one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Just a great guy. But yeah, so I met Jake um, through Josh. I didn't really like we we kind of talked, but not too too much. But um, he worked with us on making some monsters and some props oh, um, right. for Frontier Dawn. He made our first like really big monster, which is this awesome like worm thing called the Meridek, which was before your guys' time. Yeah, we, uh, <laughs> we named it Ersker. Uh, we didn't know his real name. <laughs> and Josh kept referring to it as the Meridek. And I was like, sure, whatever. I don't know what you're talking whatever. about. Whatever. Right. <laughs> oh, we've heard all about it. It had a name. And sick. you killed it, you bastard. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was actually it. My, my yeah, t- yeah. My t- oh, we nice. built it and then we puppeted the whole thing. Oh, nice. So that was fun. Yeah, there's some photos on uh, FrontierDonLARP.com. You want to see that? Yeah, (laughs) probably. And I think our Facebook page, too. And I don't know if if Jake would like to hear this, but, oh, my God, I've used that, like, so many times. I saw I'm happy. That's what it was. I mean, the original intent was that it could be deconstructed and used over and over for Frontier Dawn. Yeah. um, Because they are a charity organization, and we built it so that... They could get the best bang for their buck for that thing. Yeah, nice. It worked out. And the other, uh, just the one last thing, as far as like what I can remember, because I know you've done other stuff. Um, but he designed and made the Soren armor that uh, uh, yeah. Josh and Danny wore the first time, which was like. Sh- Ship blew me out of the water. <laughs> not gonna lie. Yeah, <laughs> not gonna was, uh, <laughs> very Warcraft orc. That's I exactly think that was actually like what I was thinking. Yeah, Josh's direction was like more Warcraft. I was like, oh, all right, well, <laughs> make him you want more Warcraft. Warcraft. Yeah, <laughs> not enough. <laughs> not that one patch when they shrunk all the shoulders. We want you know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I want to talk about it. Still hurt. I want those OG OG shoulders. Yeah. 
Yeah, those are those are fun. I've made a couple weapons for a couple of the players there also. Uh, I'm currently designing a sword for Ashen right now. Yeah, sweet. Like physically right here in front of me right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so let's back up just a bit. Jake, you are a prop maker. Is that what you would call it? Sure. Yeah. Weapon smith, foam smith. What do you prefer? Uh, well, because I'm, I'm more than that. I would go to the prop maker because I do okay. a myriad of things. Awesome. Pretty much anything. And that's something we all love, which I'm sure you know Joe does a lot of that for the game. And Evan and I are into crafting our own our own stuff. Nowhere near the level of you or Joe, but we certainly I mean, one of our start, favorite parts. You start somewhere. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. Just... Your company is, I had to look Corvada it up. Cordis. Corvada Cordis. Yes. What's that mean or stand okay, for? So uh, Corvada is the Blackboard, Blackbird family. Like okay. Ravens, crows, magpies. Um, and Cordis is of the heart, which to my wife and I uh, is our home. Uh, so it is the home of the Blackbird or the, the heart of the Blackbird oh, nice. is the company. When did it become like a company website? It became official this past summer. So I guess okay. July uh, was really when we uh, kicked into it. I mean, we've been making these things for a very long time for friends or friends of friends kind of uh, unofficially just, you know, sounds like, oh, you know, I need this weird thing that I can't get anywhere. And, you know, okay, I'll do the weird thing. That's fine. And then that evolved into uh, monsters for people's LARPs. Um, I did a a latex minotaur mask with horns and dreads and armor for Night Realms several years ago. Um, The Meridek, right, that's what they call it. Yeah, I was a almost thirteen foot puppet when it was done with the head. Yeah, and that was all blacklight reactive, and it moved and had you know its body moved, the jaw moved, the head itself pivoted. And we're working on some projects uh, right now with like Sam Stone and uh, Zach Hirschberger to make some bigger prop things. After that, then uh, some people specifically wanted some things which I like a rapier um, and a Bowie knife. There's things that they weren't really finding on the market that they liked. Um, and I was like, you know, I could just make money doing this and decided just then I was going to do that. And whether that was, I had to do it in between whatever else I needed to do, you know? Um, so that's how we started officially. I just decided to, Say, hey, I make these things, and then kind of push myself on social media. Mm -hmm. Um, And then Damarung almost came up immediately after, and they contacted me because they want their their game is a theatrical consent form LARPing that they also do, um, like, vendors and artisans show up, and they do uh, demonstrations and all kinds of stuff like that. It's it's really awesome. and so they invited me to come vend for them, which means I had to make a stock, you know. So I just was forced to to become what I was saying I was, you know. And that was pretty awesome. Currently, right now, I'm now making a ton of stuff for orders for uh, Demerung's second event. Um, I just finished up some stuff for some people at Frontier Dawn. I am working on a large order for a game in Texas called Sacred Scrolls, I want to say. Don't quote me on that one. I don't remember the name. And I'm sending a sample pack to a large battle LARP in Australia um, called Warsong LARP, maybe? Shattered Worlds? It's very difficult for me to understand what's going on over there. It's all upside down, you see. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. toilet flushes backwards it's, it's yeah right. it's fucking right. no 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 they're, they're, the guy I'm dealing with <laughs> is fantastic he's uh, really awesome really enthusiastic about my work maybe awesome. more enthusiastic than I am which is awesome it's, hey, yeah. that's, what you want, yeah. that's motivation right there <laughs> yeah it's really good uh, how do you say it? just uh, reinforcing like oh I actually am making things that yeah, people validating and yeah validating yeah. that's the word thank you yeah <laughs> And how did uh, those connections come about? Um, they found me through Facebook, through the several groups um, that I post okay. on. Um, yeah. We're doing everything just through Facebook at the moment. 
Um, I started Instagram and I was just like, God, I hate this. Um, but I, <laughs> but I have to do it. You know, I have to yeah. if I want to mm, yeah. do any kind of legitimate. You have to do it sure. now. Um, and uh, yeah. yeah, you get it. You got to be on every platform. Oh my god, that's like it's terrible. I, honestly, I don't think Instagram is that bad. Um, I Twitter though, like I can't, I can't, yeah. I hate it. I uh, I haven't even tried uh, because ultimately, I think it just comes down to is I don't even want to go outside, like I don't <laughs> and see people at all, and then like this where they're just directly fed into my phone. This is terrible. Yeah, yeah, but that's the, the point of all that. You don't have to go outside if you have yeah. Twitter and Facebook. Like, but it's you leaking in all of it. Yeah, yeah, I mean the the screen barrier is nice, but it's scary. Yeah. They're still there. <laughs> the light from my screen is from outside. It's not safe. <laughs> but yeah, I think I could see Instagram working well for you. It's at least it's a very much the most visually based one because it has to be, you know, a picture. Yeah, that's um, and, and possibly Pinterest, I guess, could be another one. But again, those are all have their different things and they it's hard to keep up. Like I sort of worked in that field for a bit and it was like it changed every other month. It's like, well, their algorithm changed, so we're effed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, whatever. So literally, when we were getting in to Facebook, it changed. Literally, the first month I was doing it, I was like, oh, I did all this reading, like hours and hours of reading. I'm trying to figure it out. And literally a month later, I, I had like four pictures up. You know, I just started to say, and they changed everything. I was like, I don't. And like, I there wasn't enough people making YouTube videos yet about how to Unfuck yourself. That's so. Yeah. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> you know, but we're figuring it out. We're we're trotting along and and um, we're getting some traction, like real traction now. I mean, yeah. somebody all the way, literally on the other side of the world, found us, and that's kind of cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Doing something right. Yeah. Now, do you have like a, a background in this kind of stuff, or you just picked it no. up? And uh, well, I mean, a background is in, in making foam weapons really is is uh so when i was growing up um my friend eric who lived behind us his father was one of the original creators of lair which uh, was one of the original larps in new jersey yeah um so you know he i would go over his house and, and there'd be all these toy swords and we'd fight all the time and uh he showed me how to make them and i was like 10 like i never had a choice to not be part of the LARPing community. You know, I was just already in it. And that kind of puts me at making props and foam weapons for like 20 years now. Yeah, yeah. Um, so <laughs> we started making those kinds of weapons, like the uh, the pipe insulation and the plumbing supplies, you know, duct tape. I hated them after I realized what they were, were you know, like after like playing with them as a kid, I'm like, yeah, cool. And then like I actually went to a LARP when I was like, 13 and like seeing them in context right i'm just like this these are dumb these look terrible um and so i started trying to make them better you know shave mm-hmm. down a little bit here so they weren't just cylinders and you right. know adding edges and, and all kinds of stuff like that and um that progressed several years to using the Blue camp matte foam. I'm sure mm-hmm. you all. Oh yeah, those and love it. And that was after I've seen a latex weapon, which blew my mind. Like you're like, oh, oh my god, this this is what they should have been from the beginning. Um, <laughs> and it just progressed from there. But I would honestly say, in only in the last two years, do I think that the weapons I've made were actually of good quality, as far as the the plastic dip weapons that I make now. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, three years ago, I, I have weapons from three years ago. I look at them and I'm like, man, that's garbage. That's <laughs> Curse of the artist, I suppose. No, no, they're just actual garbage. That's not, <laughs> it's not an opinion base. It's like, <laughs> they're just bad. No. But um, the processes that we have now and the, the tools honestly help out so much. And the you know the types of things that we use, the foams, the literally just everything. And we're always changing and trying to improve things. Uh, just mm-hmm. 
for instance, got a new clear coat uh, a couple months ago that I prefer much more than the one I was using prior to that. So, it, you know, it'll always be hopefully evolving and, and sure. getting better every time. Yeah. yeah. And that's maybe a nice, one of the nice things about being small is you kind of in, tr- in control of all that, you know, it's not like you're dealing yeah. with some distributor that's drops, you know, hundreds and thousands of pounds or something on you. You got to use. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you can kind of experiment. Um, you can try different things. You could maybe be the first to do something. Um, you know, even if it's just in your area or ever, you know, to discover like, hey, this is way better or safer or cost effective or whatever. Yeah, but I think that, you know, there are many, many small artists like me doing the same thing. And I think we all have our own little secrets of how we achieve. Because on the outside, they all relatively look the same. I know for a fact there are so many different ways the internals look, mm-hmm. the products that they use or, you know, the systems that they imply, you know, put in place. Uh, I would. I always kind of want to buy someone else's stuff and dissect it, but I never really want to do that and like feel terrible about cutting up their art. Like that's mm, that sucks. It. Yeah. <laughs> All in the name of science. Yeah. Just maybe not art, but different. Different. I don't know. <laughs> I could always work out a trade. Maybe then you wouldn't feel so bad. <laughs> Is it just yourself? Uh, no. So currently, my team is myself and my wife Kelly. Uh, but she has fallen ill lately. Uh, so it is Very currently good. just me at the moment uh, while she recovers. We have some independent artists that we contract every now and again when we get like larger orders come in or we get uh, up to a point where I'm like, oh, you know, if I don't take this order, I'm in trouble. Um, let's pass some of these other down and move on. So there's a guy in Florida who goes by Dragon, who actually is a fantastic foam artist. Um, I mean, he does a myriad of other things, but I contract him for uh, foam, and I normally have him just uh, cut and sand and glue everything together and send it to me, and then I do all the painting and the coating and all that stuff. Uh, here's a, a series of Bowie knives I actually had made. These are just base paints on there right now. But wow. His shapes are, I mean, his sanding techniques are incredible. Whoa. It's like really ultra-thin stuff. That I really like. Um, yeah, there's just a ton of them. <laughs> uh, I ordered a bunch up for um, Dead Legends, the oh, cool. uh, the Weird West LARP in Pennsylvania. We do stuff like that sometimes where I'm like, oh, I'm putting together an inventory. I would like, you know, five of these, ten of something like that. And then I find artists who are willing to work with me. Mm-hmm. I also divert work to other artists as well. It's like when I know I fill up on my commissions, like I currently am, um, and I get a new commission in that I, I'm not absolutely excited about. I will find try to help them find an artist that I know does some pretty good stuff. Also, no, that's cool. It's good to hear. Sort of a working in a community. You know, you don't want to be a silo or a tower or whatever. You know, that's sort of yeah. a bummer. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, you know, we are a community. Larping. Right. Total is a community and, and should be treated that way at all times. No, I agree. And uh, I think we're only better when we work together and support each other. And now if someone did want, such as myself, <laughs> a custom <laughs> weapon or, or prop, what's, what's kind of the best? Walk us through what that looks like for someone. Okay. So um, it normally starts by the person have seen some of, some of my posts somewhere mm-hmm. and contacts me. Mm-hmm. Uh, saying I'm looking for such and such thing. In your case, you're looking for a sword. And so I start by you know asking ideas about measurements, um, if you have reference pictures, stories about your character or the world that you're in, even as simple as just your class or, or how you identi- that character identifies mm. begins the process. And from there, I kind of start drafting and I'll probably go through Probably no more than than ten drafts because my wife normally stops me. Because um, <laughs> I'll I'll go through ten and she looks through them and that's really uh, Kelly's big role is she is my editor and and my reality check. Like that's a, the biggest portion of her job because it takes a lot. Also, <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, you know, just like no, you can't put twenty feathers on that, and they're like, you know, no, you can't paint the whole thing gold. <laughs> and, 
you're talking to the wrong guys because we're all like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah there's there's a guitar. That's like that. I was like, oh, yes, perfect. The rest of it, then, yeah. So then we go through a series of iterations of drafts, and then it goes through my wife, who then uh, is like, okay, show them like this, these six, okay, and that'll be first drafts. And so, Ash, in your case, we, we sent you a series of things, and really, it was like, here's several kinds of blades we can work on. Here's a bunch of hilts. Here's some handles and pummels. Um, and then we kind of go through the process of saying, oh, I like that. I don't like that. And you you kind of build your thing out of that. Sometimes I get it in one shot, and that's awesome uh, for both time and money. But, <laughs> um, but sometimes it takes, like, going back and forth, like, almost a month. And, uh, you know, it just depends on... But that is part of our process, and that is really what we want to stick to for our custom stuff. Uh, we do want to get into some other standard stuff, but for custom work, I, our whole thing is to make your dreams, like your imagination, a very real and tangible thing. So, yeah, sometimes it's going to take me 10 times to really get in your head um, and make the thing that you're thinking of, because your custom item should identify your character should be completely natural to you and in your hand and and say many things about you your props are stories in themselves um and that is what our company essentially is and that's what we always want to be yeah so yeah so on that ashen we're on draft 13 now which <laughs> which is coming along i think i think you'll like this one i don't know if you can see that Ooh, this I is the, a new like hill. A lot, actually. Mm. Some wire wrap situation going on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so then we get through the drafts, and you you approve this printed here, and then that as that point, I kind of ballpark a number of you know what I think is best. I mean, I tried to give you a ballpark before that, and you give me some ideas, but there's a clear enough idea. I can say, okay, well, between here and here, and then we get to final draft, and I'll give you a quote. And, um, man, sometimes I really underquote myself. Uh, so Ooh, that's the it's, I mean, it's like, it's impossible, because you say, yeah. okay, the materials are this, and then my time is, I don't know. I don't know how yeah. long it's going to take me to do this. I've been in the workshop, and then I look up, and it's tomorrow. And I'm like, oh, well. <laughs> um <laughs> Uh, Which, I, have a friend, uh, I have a friend that does tattoos, and she actually has a machine that kind of runs like a taxi meter. That's amazing. So she has an exact number like that you can't argue with. <laughs> like, wow. my time is this money. <laughs> you should I work should on something like that. think about that, but it's like impossible to quote ahead of time right, yeah. with that. Yeah. I, I, re- I did a commission for somebody uh, for Dead Legends uh, Nerf guns. I didn't know what to quote, so I just like kind of, I was like, well, I'm going to buy the blasters. So you're paying for the blasters. And then like, I guess like 20, $25 worth of work on each, which wasn't a lot, but I was just like, I'd never really done commission for as far as like durability of like painting a Nerf gun and having it being used like once a month. Like I just didn't know where it would be. And I was like, Hey, if the durability doesn't last, you know, like I told this person to send me a message and I'll like, I'll refinish it because, like, I just, like, you know, you're kind of proud of your work. You take pride in it. You don't want it to, like, yeah, fuck absolutely. up. I want to know if, like, you know, like you said, like, the clear coat that I put on it doesn't get fucked up. <laughs> you know, like, if, yeah. if it sucks, I want to know that it sucks because, like, I've... <laughs> well, that, that happened to me. So I I made this awesome uh, Nordic axe. I sent it out and it was, like, all the way out in Ohio. And luckily they were coming to Damrung. But she messaged me and was like, she wanted a 33-inch axe, and I think after I did all the sanding and everything, and I just did not remeasure, and we were at 32, and it like needed to be 33 for another game she played. Mm. And I was like, oh, yeah, all right, well, bring it to Damrug, and I'll take it back to the shop and fix it. <laughs> so, um, but then that's actually when I noticed that the clear coat, um, so this was over in August, really high humidity, uh, over the summer and it just affected the clear coat and I was like well that can't be a thing and then so I had to figure out how to get that off of the whole thing and I essentially almost remade the entire thing because I 
I can't not have that piece go back out, right? And just be like, oh, well, it's okay. You know, that's every inch of that axe is my name. Yeah. It's my brand. So, Joe, I totally, I totally get that. But yeah, um, future reference $20. That is no money. (laughs) (laughs) Also, uh, you want to come work for me? That's what it is. (laughs) I would love the practice. A dude contacted me for Dystopia Rising. And he wanted a crowbar with a deer hoof at the end of it. And I was like, what? <laughs> and I was trying to figure out, like, like you want a real deer hoof on there? Because I'll make it happen. Um, <laughs> even if it means I got to go get a deer hoof and drill through that thing somehow. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, it, we worked it out, and he wanted it like, to look like someone had hammered uh, a deer hoof into the thing. I was oh, okay. But then overall the design didn't work. So I came back to him. And I was like, Hey, how about like an ax with this thing on it? And then it evolved. There's, you can see it on my, uh, my Facebook page. It's, um, this ax spear dystopian blade thing with a metal deer hoof on the end, which probably was the hardest thing I've ever carved out of foam. Wow. Ever. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, like, so I do get the weird stuff, and, it, and it's awesome. I have a, a pattern for my own armor sitting in the corner over there that I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I will totally get to that. <laughs> and uh, there's an awesome pattern. Joe, you'll appreciate this. I'll get this pattern off the wall. It's been sitting here for almost a year now for a, a knife I want to make that is a whale. Oh, man. Oh, oh, that's, oh, that is awesome. So it has all the uh, the Nordic kind of detailing in it and all that stuff. And I was like, yeah, this is awesome. And I drew it and I was like, cool, and I'll get to that in a week. So it's been <laughs> a year now. <laughs> but it's like, hangs up on the wall and I always look up and I'm like, someday I'm going to get to you. Oh, man. <laughs> but, you always yeah. got to have the next project. Not having well, a project yeah. coming on, that'd be... Because I'm always yeah. waiting for... The, the dead time, right? Because I'm like getting a flux of orders constantly, constantly coming in, which is great, right? Because you want to make money and that's the point of it. But now I don't have time to make my own weird stuff. <laughs> I'm like, like, yeah. And that's and some of that inspiration, like, you know, I found when I make something for myself that I'm like inspired to make comes out better because like it's my own inspiration i'm you know like pushing yourself to the limit as opposed to like just getting it done and doing what the person wanted you to get done but what i find with that is i normally have an exchange with the customer about their character about their story and what their point of view of what that problem means to them i mean granted some of them just like i don't know I need to kill someone with it. I'm like, oh, okay, well. But that also <laughs> make dictates, me a beach stick. <laughs> but that's what dictates what it looks like. If someone's like, I just need like a pig sticker. I'm like, okay, great. Here's your pig sticker. It looks like a pig sticker. And they're normally <laughs> just as excited about it. Yeah, as the person was like, and I need it to have these specific kanji and like this crystal needs to glow and like you know, twenty lines of details. <laughs> that was an order I got. <laughs> twenty lines of details. <laughs> Um, but it was pretty specific. He was very ecstatic about me being able to hit every, you know, point he put out, and sure. that's really what it is. If someone is just as excited to get it um, as much as they are about their prop, you know what I mean? So it's like that is their story. That is how they want to tell their story. And if yeah, yeah, I, I don't know how, how better to say that other than you know. Each person's story is their own, and that's the point of LARP, right? So we all really like it. Oh, absolutely. I definitely get your point, Joe. That's what <laughs> <laughs> all that to say. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, a straight black gun is not exciting. Sure. It's not very inspiring to you. Oh, yeah, but if Eat. that's what somebody wants, you know, that's yeah. what you got to do. <laughs> so I think we were talking about the process to order a custom uh, weapon and... <laughs> This is what it looks 20 like. minutes ago? Yeah, I this think is so. it right here. It's just me fucking around. <laughs> You're like, I kind of want this thing. This is a cool idea I've had. And then we just talk about it and play with the idea until you are like, yes, that's it. That's the thing. 
and that's that's how it goes. Right. Which is different, kind of like you you know you told me like you go on a website and pick something in their stock, but it's that's it. There's yeah. no dialogue. There's no collaboration. You know, if you have something in your mind or you picture your character walking out to the battlefield or bursting into the tavern holding something specific, you know, you got to talk to Jake and he'll make it happen. <laughs> yeah, that's that's my my hope is that someone's like, man, you know, nobody wants to show up at the party wearing the same dress. Right, Joe? So, you know, <laughs> it's the same thing with your LARP weapons. You don't you don't want to be like, oh, and this is my awesome magic sword. There's one of a kind that I got from this volcano. <laughs> and then the dude next to you is like, yeah, and this is my sword I picked up off the ground. It's the same one. Yeah. We bought them both from Camasil. It's great. It's like, you don't want that. And you go through all this trouble to make a unique character who has its own life. And then you purchase, you, you know, just this blank. It's a sword blank, essentially, is what you're yeah. purchasing from most of those stores. And not to say that some of them are, aren't very nice. Mm-hmm. They're just not unique in any way. And every single piece I make, even my stock items, are unique uh, at the very least. Um, right. So they're custom and, and uniques. So there's a bunch of things in my stock, like these Bowie knives. Not a single one of them is the same. They're not. And none of them have the same blade shape. Uh, none of them have the same handles, the same hilts, where the indentations for rivets go all of them are different and then colorization each will be colored different um because everything i do is hand painted and you know sponged and airbrushed and etc etc it's everything is unique so i will never make unless somebody orders it that way i will never make two pieces the same ever let's say you did get an order for like 400 of something would you make that's, it all the same? That's one, that's one person ordering them. So I will 100% order, make 400 of them. Okay. <laughs> but I'm yeah. saying, would you make them all the same or would you each probably, one would be slightly probably, different? Unless they really specifically was like, I really need them all the same, I probably wouldn't. Um, and that's nice. one, just because that shouldn't be out there in the world. And two, that's not fun for me at all. <laughs> and it's not just like to make money. Everybody always says you should enjoy what you do. Uh, so that's how I'm going to do it, I guess. I don't know. That's great. Yeah, so you never had made somebody a weapon and somebody else saw it and they were like, oh, man, I loved that axe. I want one just like it that you made for so, um, Bob. <laughs> so I Bob had that happen already. I made one, uh, this bone dagger. And uh, someone was like, "That, that's what I want. I want the exact same thing. And I said, I can't. Um, however, I can make you something close. And so we spent uh, a couple hours working out another design um, that had the elements that this guy really enjoyed from the other one. Mm-hmm. And uh, work, we worked it out and, and made him something. Yeah, bone work is lately what we've been known for. Or wood, like tattered wood and rusty metal and bone. Uh, which That's is very like, in right now, man. It's super cool right now. It's very honestly <laughs> painting like like wood, like using foam to paint like wood is so much fun. It's actually maybe I shouldn't say this. It's not as hard as you would think. It's <laughs> so we have four different four, five, five different types of wood that we make here wow. um, that we've created, um, and some of them are much easier than others. I bet some which I like really like. There's one that we use. Um, this one where I actually put the graining into the rubber coating. Then it's just a series of layering colors and dry brushing. Mm. Um, because the texture's already there. It takes time, but it's really easy. Um, the ones where we have to build false texture, it gets difficult. <laughs> sure, yeah. Um, and then we have more complex ones that we like carve in, and those take forever, uh, which I'd normally do for like my shields, my wooden shields and stuff. And, some of them are easy. Some of them, not so easy. Yeah. I made a wood set of armor for Frontier Doll one time. That's what I was thinking. And of. I just, yeah, I just, I used the, what's it called? The wood burner, right? Wood burner, yeah. Yeah, I saw that, that armor. It was great. Just got into it. That but, uh, did look pretty badass. Yeah, I saw I saw that. I liked that. Was that with the cheese helmet? Was that? that? Yeah. <laughs> it was the cheese golem. Yes. Yeah. That was fantastic. It wasn't... It, 
it wasn't as cheesy as I wanted it to be. Uh, <laughs> Anyone? But uh, <laughs> no, because like the whole it was the whole thing was he was supposed to be like almost completely made out of cheese, and the armor was just supposed to like stick through. But not to labor too long on just thing, but. <laughs> <laughs> it was cool because when you say cheese column, it's not what I would have pictured, but it was like so much cooler, really, because it made it, it looked really intimidating and like, you know, not something you really want to mess with, like something that really would take over these crazy barbarians in the woods or whatever. And, <laughs> I mean, the coolest uh, thing was like the center chest thing um, I made out of like spray foam, but it was like a heart and it actually looked like a heart, like yeah, made yeah. out of cheese. And that was probably my favorite <laughs> part of it. And then somebody actually, like, I made it, I cut into it so that, like, I was like, I was like, I'm not dead. And they're like, oh, why do we kill you? And I was like, ah. <laughs> And they, like, ripped it off my chest, like, when they finally figured it out. Uh, for those but, playing along at home, Joe just made a really cheesy face. <laughs> like, looking down. Like, his chest. <laughs> I don't know. How do you cheesy kill a guy? <laughs> and there any uh, kinds of projects you've thought of that you would like to make someday that no one's just come across or like a type of weapon One or uh, type of armor or something 37 to be exact that's right <laughs> i have um, like notebooks and notebooks and notebooks just filled with stuff for when someone says yeah i'm just kind of looking for a thing i could be like oh yeah yeah this thing yeah so i have a million weapons that way we have actually we're actually taking less orders coming this spring so that i can develop some stuff uh we're actually I've come up with an idea to make even thinner weapons than I do now, which uh, some of my blades come in in less than an inch. Right now, I, I think my design will only work for daggers, but they will be ultra-thin daggers that are still safe that you can actually conceal on your person. Ooh. Specifically for thieves and assassins and stuff like that. Or like scholars and mages who don't necessarily want a big, bulky, you right. know, kill-them knife. We also do some prop knives... That is similar to the idea, not for combat. These are like for my doctor sets, my tool sets. And these have a core in them, so they're not, you can't fold them in half. They won't bend on your belt. Um, and some of them come with sheaths. This is my elven poison dagger, the leaves, and then it has the poison vial with it. And that comes in a sheath. Are and those people's orders or are those? No, are no, these are kind of like. These uh, I made when I decided to make Corvada Cordis. I was like, I'm going to make. One of everything that I can think of that I need to just build a portfolio. Mm -hmm. um, so I just made these and I kind of don't want to sell them. <laughs> <laughs> All of these are that's on Facebook. Nice. I cannot not put things on Facebook because that's the only way you get seen. And yeah. Facebook is like, oh, yeah, you're still a thing. <laughs> so, <laughs> so like, I'm thinking about like editing some pictures and putting them back up. And be like, oh, yeah, this one. You remember this, guys? Uh, five people looking. Check it out. <laughs> so, um, and you do the leather work too, or yeah, we do leather work here. We um, we'll make puppets and monsters. Uh, we make wood jewelry. Working on some small metal bits. Armor. I'm working on armor right now. <laughs> I'm trying. Uh, modern paint, Nerf guns, and then just literally any prop that you need for whatever it is. Like, oh, I need this magical key or this device. Scrolls. We, uh, we've we made our own paper. That's the thing we did. And we're working on stitching together full spell books with uh, handmade paper, which come out really awesome. I couldn't even begin to tell you where I've stored that. Because <laughs> that was like a, we test this thing and be like, okay, that worked. Great. I'll get back to it. And then it went in the, one day I'll put up pictures of, the storage of Corvade Cortez's ideas. They're just <laughs> Rubbermaid containers, roughly categorized. <laughs> and like, oh, definitely get back to that. Lockers. Like, that's, <laughs> there's stacks of them somewhere. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I, just, I didn't want to remember that. No, thanks, guys. <laughs> that's what we're here for. <laughs> yeah. No, there, yeah, there's a million projects I want to do. And I, I will get to them eventually and that's currently what we're doing is actually i'm looking for someone to train to help me out here like on the weekends or whatever so that i can expand more um and that is what mm -hmm. we're looking to do currently so twenty dollars right show is twenty dollars <laughs> <laughs> that's a whole weekend guys that's what i heard <laughs> <laughs> we're right now currently this spring also 
talking about things I will be working on. Um, in other parts of the world, uh, mainly Europe and uh, Australia, mostly Australia, they use surgical tube band guns. Yeah. Um, so uh, I am working on, that is actually what that gun was originally going to be. Well, it was the first iteration of that. We're moving on to band guns now. And they they don't wear eye protection. They don't have issues. I'm talking with the guy that ordered weapons from us. They, they have not had these issues. Um, and I think it's just this fear that was instilled with the majority of the community of like, if you don't have six inches of foam on something, it's dangerous. Um, yeah. I think we need to come away from that a lot. Like, not even just a little, like a lot. You need to come away from it. It's more about how you're swinging. Like, yeah. you can yeah. lightly yeah. tap each other with, you know, a wooden stick realistically, and everybody could be okay if you're responsible about it. It's true. <laughs> yes. But, yeah, but that's my gripe about the community, and I'm done on that one. <laughs> Everything you said is true, but we also have to live in the real world where people do not do that. <laughs> that so that's a people problem, and that needs to be fixed in a different manner. Yes. Yeah, yeah I agree. Dark. <laughs> no, not like that. No. Uh, okay, okay. I think <laughs> the people that the people that run LARPs find it easier to make a standard of weapon rather than a standard of person. You know. Oh, oh yes, I don't disagree with you. I don't think that you're wrong. And I mean, really, it's just me whining because I'm not posing a solution. I'm just saying, hey, this is a problem. Somebody else fix it. It just comes down to, you know, you got to police your players, and people don't want to do that. So, well, I, I don't know. I think that the players need to police themselves. I don't think that another yeah. thing needs to be put on event producers or, or like game runners. They have so much going on already. The community just needs like, oh, you know, it really doesn't actually matter if uh, I lose today because that's all <laughs> part of the story, which would stop them from getting overly excited and swinging for the fences at your face. Um, that's what I had to say about that. That's <laughs> yeah. Like nine times out of 10, I've seen like people won't say anything unless they're, you know, like type A personality where they're going to say something regardless, even <laughs> if right or wrong. <laughs> sure. I mean, but yes. if a person is like, you know, getting hit like hard, they probably won't say something and they'll come, they'll either just like not come back or they'll not say anything and just take it and then just not participate in mods but like still come because their friends are there or, you know, uh, they'll come to staff and say, you know, to staff directly, like, you know, behind closed doors kind of thing, which, you know, do what you want to do to address the problem. Like, I'm not like, if you don't feel, if you feel intimidated by somebody and you don't want to directly, you shouldn't go to them um, for whatever. You don't think the person can handle it at the end of the day, but you should always say something. You're paying to be there. (laughs) And if you are like, well, now I feel threatened and I am not going to have a good time telling this person I'm not having a good time. Yeah, you should be able to go to staff. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying, oh, don't don't ever talk to your staff people. Yeah, talk to whoever is going to make you comfortable, obviously. But I guess like this is like a added protection because some people won't say anything. And you're yeah. kind of like you're kind of protecting your game by making these kind of like archaic <laughs> rules about the game like having them still in your game from a personal experience i know when i first started larping i did not think that i could hold back if somebody hit me um like if they hit me really good and um i'm just like well i'm <laughs> just gonna whack you right back but maybe in the face <laughs> so, so i just stuck with i gotta archery. say I find, I find that as an extremely jersey thing <laughs> Like, I listen, and I'm not saying that's a bad thing. Uh, I grew up in Jersey. That's where the best games came from. But I haven't heard that from a lot of other places. But a lot of Jersey LARPers have been like, yeah, he hits hard. That means go hard. That's it. Like, light's green. Oh, no, yeah. I, I, well, I'm I never LARP. You know, my LARPing career isn't long. So when I first started LARPing, I didn't know anybody. So when I was creating my first character, I wasn't talking to anybody when I was doing it. I was just like, personally... Um, because of like childhood, whatever, growing up, getting into fights all the time, tit for tat, you punch me, 
I'll punch you. <laughs> yeah, so. You know, so I'm really glad that the Rubies found you and cleaned you up. That's really nice. Yeah. <laughs> They're, trying They're trying to cut my hair. <laughs> you found us. <laughs> <laughs> Crawled into our houses. All right, man. Yeah, also, I find that very strange that when someone's like, oh, I found LARPing on my own and just went. And for me, he was someone who's like pretty much never known that their LARPing wasn't a thing. Like, you know what I mean? For someone to be like, yeah, I just found it when I was like, what kind of crazy are you? Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, I saw That's role okay. models and uh, no. <laughs> hey, but listen, I, that has happened and that happened a lot. Yeah. Um, that happened to me. <laughs> <laughs> But it's awesome. I think I think those stories when someone's like, "Oh, I found it on my own," and then had to do a ton of looking and figuring out what it is. Right? I mean, it's not. Yeah. It's not like you can go, and it's like widely talked talked about. I mean, I guess now more. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's getting a little more. Um, certainly, because Evan and I LARPed in high school, and then we didn't for like a decade. Um, so to see the difference of how much you can find out and what's available out there is pretty drastic. Like, and even in the last couple of years, I think it's just starting to, you know, exponentially grow, uh, with the YouTube, YouTube personalities, especially, right. um, and yeah, just these different social media profiles that are becoming popular and people are like, Oh, that's a thing that looks fun. And with the expansion of the types of games available, you know, it's yeah, not all just one or the other. It's not all like vampires or wizards. Or, yeah, wiz- yeah. <laughs> which, by uh, the way, is how I will categorize LARPing from now on. Was that like a vampire or like a wizard game? <laughs> and that's always what I tell people. Like when they say like, nah, it's not for me. I'm like, probably just haven't found one that you like, you know, our <laughs> friend Justin that's on our shows, you know, he's always like, yeah, I don't know. It's just not for me. And I'm like, there are Star Wars LARPs, and you love Star Wars more than anything. Oh. <laughs> All that to say that there yeah, is an ever-expanding variety and options, and you probably will hear a little bit more of people who kind of just stumble upon it or or even just don't have somebody they came with, you know, or a friend yeah. that a friend that did it or whatever, you know. Like when we before we started doing this podcast, I kind of assumed a progression, you know, that people started with either some kind of movie or video game and then like Dungeons and Dragons and then they found out like oh I can do this I can live action do this and dress up and I want to do that you know because that was our story and a few other people I knew that was there was their progression you know to to LARP you know the slippery slope if you will <laughs> yeah see <laughs> but, that's, uh, that's the thing is I think that everyone's weird because I did it way backwards yeah you know, I started LARPing and I was like oh and there's like there's this tabletop thing and I was like this is terrible what's this <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> this is the. What is this? Uh, anything about Jake's company that we didn't cover, Evan or Joe? You wanted to get in there? It was really oh. cool to see uh, the workspace and uh, all the thought that goes behind your work. This summer, uh, we're trying to get out to more games, so uh, we should be stopping by Frontier Dawn actually oh, cool. uh, with a bunch of stuff. Possibly Carl's game. I don't remember what is you guys. Chronicles Ronin. of Ronin. Yeah, yeah Ronin. Yeah. Yes. I was like, oh, it's all of it. You Otherwise guys... known as core. Which is way cooler to say. <laughs> yeah. I thought he used um, all duct tape stuff. And then uh, Damron. They were also doing a summer event out there. Where is that? Um, so that is in Dingman's Ferry. You guys should really check it out. Um, it's in Pennsylvania. I've also made a ton of weapons for them. Other nice. players there. So at least the weapons off are awesome. Definitely. The costuming is pretty good. Some of it is incredible. At base level, much better than most games I've seen. Sure. It has been really, really cool so far. Um, and it's only going to get cooler. So actually, maybe hold on. Like, maybe hold on. Wait till you're two. Maybe, like, honestly, <laughs> <laughs> maybe next level nerd will sponsor Joe. <laughs> yeah. Takes, takes a few pictures and does an interview or two. I'll put my hair up in a ponytail and then, like, braid the rest. All right, Jake, we really appreciate you talking to us and showing us your awesome work and looking forward to wielding your work on the battlefield someday. Yeah. Once you get all the drafts, yes. Yes. <laughs> well, why don't you give everybody the links and best way to get a hold of you? Um, so the best way to get us right now is Corvade Cordis on Facebook. 
Good. Spell it. C O R V I D A E C O R D I S. Yeah, Shit. definitely like like that page. Um, if you're in some of the other LARP groups on Facebook, you might see them pop up also. Because um, sometimes I'll see, you know, a photo pop up like four times. I think. Yeah, <laughs> which I will, is fun. I will throw my work all over the internet as yeah. long as they let me do it. That's what. Yeah. And everybody who makes things, you should do the same thing. And if you own a Facebook page, you should let artists just do that. That's good. Yeah. Because it's it's all we got. It's all we got, man. It's all we got. All, we got. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thanks again, Jake. Oh, thanks for you. having me, guys. Yeah. And we'll uh, have to catch up with you, see what where you're headed in uh, you know, months and years and down the road. Yeah, great. Well, thanks for listening. This has been 321 Leon Podcast, Next Level Nerds, LARP Podcast. Visit nextlevelnerd.com, connect with us there, check out all of our other shows. We got uh, the Next Level Nerd Movie Podcast, checking out movies they love, Sugar Frosted Serial, our television series podcast, going through Daredevil, the Nerd Herds Gaming Podcast, a variety of hosts. We'll talk about video games, sometimes board games, uh, just fun times we have gaming. Games, games, games. Yes. You can find all these shows on our website or if you search Next Little Nerd, your favorite podcasting app, and uh, tell your friends to do the same. Until next time, LARP enthusiasts and artists and foam smiths, thank you very much for listening. Remember to spread the word, spread the nerd. So. Is that a tattoo we're, we can all get? <laughs> spread the word, spread the nerd. What the fuck, Joe? <laughs> I was trying to feel like a banana, but it just didn't want to stay all up. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's it. I don't think that I need to say more. <laughs> well, we don't need to say any of this. That's what There's podcasting strong is. arguments for and against that. But, um, I'm not the one to argue them. That's a good point.